Okay, this is pretty awesome. So if you are into science-backed products when it comes to your health, your gut health, but also woman-owned products, I must introduce you to Equilibria. I'm so thankful I discovered them this year. I mean, Equilibria, they help you take on your wellness journey knowing that you have a dedicated one-on-one -on -one support to help you achieve your goals. So it's not like you're just taking a pill mindlessly. You actually get one-on-one -on -one support. That's awesome. And their signature product, which is EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense, it comes in a convenient three-in-one capsule form. And so this is specifically formulated to bolster digestive health and fortify gut barrier protection, among other benefits. And we know that a balanced gut not only enhances our immunity, but also contributes to our overall mental well-being and our quality of sleep, of course, having efficient digestion and even radiant skin. But what distinguishes Equilibria's probiotic supplement is its meticulous selection, which is tailored to women's health needs. And of course, like I said, science-backed, and they're also ensuring affordability without compromising potency. And as someone who once struggled pretty severely with gut health issues for years, I intensified my focus on gut health in, I'd say, around 2020. And I'm thrilled to have recently discovered these products this year as, of course, they're backed by research for women's well-being, they're women-owned, and they support overall microbiome health, warding off harmful bacteria and enhancing our nutrient absorption. So head to myeq.com and use code MAGIC for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq. Com and use code MAGIC at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face that's good for my face you know clean ingredients and don't even get me started on mascaras because i do want them bold and lengthening <laughs> and so we have thrive cosmetics which i've been using since 2020 obviously because i appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level and they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look but also they give back every product purchased thrive cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive hence why it's it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order.
Hello, and Jai Ma, Jai Ma Yomis. It is Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul-expanding podcast. And in this episode, I am highlighting some guests from Your Own Magic's past who seem to master something, master some sort of magic. Their influence, their message, their voice fuel the heart, fuel the spirit. They are teachers and leaders. So I felt as though this would be a beautiful podcast to revisit what they shared when they answered the last question that I asked all the Euro Magic guests. How would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? And some answers were shorter than others. And when that's the case, I felt like adding a little more meat, a little more tofu into their segment. Now, I feel as though most everybody that I've had on are absolutely magical, obviously, and are indeed sharing a message that a lot of people needed to hear. But these are just the humans that came to heart in the moment. Some are even scheduled to come back on, or some I've even interviewed since, but I just haven't been able to release the episode because, you know, they like their podcast to release when they have something else that's, you know, releasing. It's 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 a smart thing. It's a wise thing to do in the space. But today we're just going to listen to a variety of different humans who have inspired me for years, have inspired and healed many. I also felt like doing this because so many seem to have really liked the rounding of artist magic. There are a variety of visionaries who come on the podcast, and that was specifically for artists that I posted weeks ago. And so this one, I might as well share masters of magic, aka mostly spiritual teachers or leaders, authors, who are coming to heart in this moment. Also, this episode is brought to you by Skillshare and a very new special one that you Especially if you are a chocolate lover, a cacao lover, or love a sacred cacao ceremony, or just love to bake some delicious cacao recipes, well, I'm excited for you to hear about and even try out Cacao Bliss. More about both sponsors and their special offers for you later on in this episode and also in the show notes. And also in the show notes, you'll see that for anyone who feels like entering the April giveaway for receiving a few of my favorite books and jewelry and a candle that soothe my soul that I absolutely love. And so to enter that giveaway, all you have to do is review and rate this episode and then send it to hello at yourownmagic.life. And as always, more on that in the show notes. With all that being said, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with many voices from your own magic's past. First up, we have Shaman Durek. You know, the best way to create your magic is to learn how to how to, to speak as someone who understands magic. Mm-hmm. That would be my way of saying it you know because a lot of times people will talk and they're they have they don't understand that their words are magic so if I say like oh my god life is so difficult I've been dealing with all these energies bad energies coming on I'm always negative energies around me look at what kind of magic I just did 
Wow. That does actually bring me to a quick question. What about poems? When you write a poem and sometimes it might be a little negative, is that going to have an impact on your own? No, because you're not no, because that's different. That's you creating something, um, in the sense of like artistically, instead of you actually saying it out of your mouth as a statement, as a mm. as a you know how people will say like life is so hard. Yeah. I don't know. That that right there, that's magic. They're creating. So all of a sudden, the moment they said that, all of the spirits of the universe had to shift energies to make sure that everything goes hard from them this time, this day out wow. until they change that. So they take that spell off of them. So like a lot of times people don't even realize they're casting spells all the time. <laughs> and like literally, so what I tell people is this, I'm like, create windows and doors. Windows and doors means this. It means that say a statement, say a statement to me. I'm going to show you. Go ahead, Raquel. Tell me a statement. Say something to me. Today feels really dark. Okay. So right there, you just trapped yourself in a room. So creating a window and a door would be, today um, feels dark. Um, the great thing is all this new information is coming to me and I'm getting awakened right now. And the light is shining through, which is expanding my viewpoint and allowing me to move into a new, a, a, a new direction. Yes. You see, yes. windows and doors means that every time you speak, you should ask yourself, does it have, a, is the energy trapped or does it keep moving? Because magic has to keep moving in order for it to keep working in creation. Every single thing you say to someone or do to someone keeps moving. Like if I go to the grocery store and I smile at the woman who's, who's bagging my food, okay? That smile can change a life. She goes home, her, her son has to take a test. And, you know, he needs his mom to be there. But because I smiled at her, she was tired. But because I smiled, it made her feel like, wow, someone actually acknowledged me. So she goes home and, her mom, and the son goes, mom, I really need your help. And she's like, honey, I'll be right there. And she helps him. He goes to school. He gets good grades. He passes the test. He feels really good. He's there for someone else. That energy keeps moving. It never stops. Energy never stops. The moment it stops is when, well, that's, when um, that's when you're using your powers against you. Wow. So like if you say I'm fat. Yeah. So if you say mm -hmm. I'm fat, you wouldn't say I'm fat. You say I'm I'm fat if you're gonna use this word and then bring a window and a door into it. I'm fat, but the cool thing is my body is dropping weight so fast off of my body, my metabolism is speeding up, and I'm getting I'm losing so much weight, and all of these amazing things are happening to me on a biological level. I love that. You see, like you create a window and a door and keep the energy going. You keep it moving and that's how you manifest. That's how you use magic in the right way. That's how you actually bring magic back in your life. If someone, if someone says, you know, I'm having difficulty in my life, I can't pay my bills. You say, um, I, I have difficulty in my life, I can't pay my bills. However, amazing opportunities are being orchestrated right now from the spirits to take care of all of these things. And I'm feeling even better right now in my body that I have great news coming in from someone that I haven't spoken to in a while. And all of a sudden, watch what happens. Here is Rebecca Campbell. I enjoy spending time alone because I think it's a trait of a mystic type soul. Like I, I like to go in to, yeah. when I go in, I'm, I feel more connected to like, it's a classic move as a creative, as an artist. Right. So I hear that's where I create and that's where I replenish. Um, and I know many, many others who are, who are similar to that. 
So, um, yeah, and I I need to retreat to regather my energy. Not everyone's like that. You're you're one or the other. I've got plenty of people in my life who get their energy through being social and and you know and being out in the world, which is amazing. Yeah, it is. I'm like you too. I like to retreat and go inward for quite a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's definitely where I find most of my energy, but also can tap into my inner light and creativity. Um, but of course, it's so important to go out and socialize and connect with others because that's what we're here for. And I'm very happy that I've been doing that a little more lately. And one thing that I do like to do with my friends is tarot cards. And I do want to quickly bring up your oracle cards. Mm-hmm. That They're amazing. What are they all about? And how can your cards help us turn on our light? Well, they're called Work Your Light. And that essentially, it's really... Um, uh, I created the cards literally to help you do that. So we were talking, we were talking before about the discipline of showing up and um, and doing your spiritual practice. And so that's what the cards are really for. There's lots of different types of cards in there, but essentially um, you can pull a card every day, and um, each card is like a little portal, an energetic portal, and you can get messages or um, activations of energy or transmissions. Um, there is also inquiry cards too. So it's like you could pull, you could, you could use the cards as a, like a, a, a five minute spiritual practice. Wow. That is so amazing. Everybody needs to try out your cards. Define love. Mm. Beauty. Mm. And define life. Joy. I love the one word definitions. (laughs) Define God, the universe. Nature. Yes. So the universe, nature, gave you free billboards to share one message across the main highways and major cities all around the world, Rebecca. What would these billboards read? Oh, God. That's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) What would they read? Um, I think I'd just like make them beautiful, like put flowers and, and, and beautiful nature in there. There'd be no words, no words. No words, just flowers. Mm. Of course. I love that. What does it mean to create your own magic? Mm. Mm. I think to listen. Mm. To listen to yourself and the world around you. This episode is brought to you by our very special and longtime sponsor, Skillshare. And if you're not aware of Skillshare, let me tell you. Because Skillshare is gifting the Your Own Magic listeners a free trial of their premium membership. Now Skillshare is for the creatively curious humans and the creative and curious humans. Those who are beginners or pros, they're dabblers or masters in a variety of different crafts as Skillshare is an online learning community for creatives where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey. And Skillshare offers thousands of inspiring classes on topics including illustration, graphic design, photography, creative writing, animation, fine art, 
music, music production, film and video, marketing, productivity, freelance and entrepreneurship, and so much more. Most classes are under 60 minutes with short lessons to fit any schedule. That is something to highlight as I know many of you are wildly busy. And with Skillshare, practice honestly makes progress. And so you may advance towards a specific goal in the pursuit of whatever creative or entrepreneurial endeavor and achieve this goal with short lessons, hands-on projects, and classes designed for the real life. Also, Skillshare is incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person or even online courses and workshops elsewhere, as they have an annual subscription that is less than $10 a month. I am in a new creative journey now that I'm in the pursuit of getting back into my favorite art since I was eight years old, getting back into acting, and with that, I will be writing with some of my friends some scripts so we can create our own projects. And Skillshare has a variety of different creative writing classes along with several different film and video classes like indie filmmaking, get the blockbuster look on a DIY budget. Oh, and I see this one as well, how to make dope low budget films. Yes, please. Oh, and for my digital illustrators out there that have yet to try procreate or even those who want to try procreate for fun I mean I never really was a graphic artist but for whatever reason I find procreate to be so therapeutic to use for my own personal digital meditative illustrations and I actually learned how to use procreate using their intro to procreate class illustrating on the iPad and this is taught by Brooke Glaser. Anyway, it's a wonderful class for beginners. And yes, they have both intermediate and advanced classes as well. So I'm sure whether you are a writer, a filmmaker, an illustrator, a graphic design or fine art artiste, or even marketer or interested in getting into marketing or freelance and entrepreneurship and web development. There are a variety of different classes for you to discover. So explore your creativity at skillshare.com slash your own magic and get a free trial of their premium membership. That's two weeks free at skillshare.com slash your own magic. Enjoy learning new skills for the soul and now on with the show. And now, Jim Quick. We can't leave you without you answering this one last question we ask all our guests, but I need to give it a twist, a little spin, okay. because you're Jim Quick. <laughs> and you're kind of a superhero. So how would you advise our listeners to create their own magic and find their own inner genius and inner superhero? Mm-hmm. Mm, I love I love. I've never been asked that question before. Um, well, I believe in magic. <laughs> so I, I first believe, um, I actually have, a, I have an answer for this, but I, I have to say the power of belief is everything. Um, because I think we live in a world full of magic and you know, we just have to commit to seeing it. Um, I think everything is, you can look at the world and everything is magic or everything's not magic. And I choose to believe everything is magic, that there are no ordinary moments. And, um, 
So what I would say for people who want to tap that inner genius, that, um, that incredible magic, um, a superpower that we all have inside of us, I would say two things. Um, and I know everyone who's listening is, is on the path of these two things, but I think in order for us to be, feel truly fulfilled and step into that superhero version of ourselves, the first part of it, the formula is to know who you are, to really commit to knowing who you are, because that is your superpower. Your uniqueness is your superpower and it's our difference that makes us beautiful, but get curious to really know yourself. You know, and that comes from meditation and journaling and, 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 and intimate relationships because they're often a mirror to, you know, and to who we are. Commit to the practice and have the curiosity to know yourself. And once you know yourself, though, have the courage to be yourself. Do you know what I mean? It's like a lot of people, they, they know who they are, but the world doesn't necessarily always support our greatest self. And the expectations of parents or neighbors or peers sometimes makes us mitigate and lessen or put on masks to cover up who we really are. So I would say have the curiosity to know yourself. And while you're on that path, always step in and have the courage to be that person because that's what the world needs. And now, Teal Swan. Because I notice actually you do have a different aura or just like presence about you from your online presence four years ago to now. I can tell there has been a big shift and maybe there's a new experience or like you said, transition. What is something that you're currently learning or observing in the world that might be making the shift happen? What do, I'm actually more curious. What difference do you notice? Because that, that will probably make it easier to answer. Oh, man, I, I wish that I had words to describe. I observed not only your videos from like six years ago, and then the ones today. And obviously, we're all evolving beings, and we're always changing. But it seems like you have more clarity of what people are going through, and you're able to more oh, yeah, 100%. confident oh, yes. express it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What it is, is that I, this is what I feel like has happened is that when I, when I first began this, mm-hmm. I was a lot I mean, I've always been able to relate to human suffering, but like what happened is I I feel extremely extraterrestrial in general as a person. And so I'm able to bring in like super high dimensional truths. And it's like anybody, when you go through the process of anything, you start learning. And so over the course of my career, I started to realize what an issue it was, you know, that people aren't in an, an authentic space. Then I start realizing, okay, well, maybe spiritual teachers are propagating this maybe by by giving people an idea of what perfection is without also showing them the truth of where you are makes them separated from their own humanity. Okay, well now humanity and the separation between divinity and humanity is an issue. Okay, so basically I'm constantly having to evolve in alignment with what I'm teaching. And that's a part of the shift that you're seeing. I'm also really starting to hone in on the main problems that humanity has. You know, traveling around the planet and touching base, sort of like dipping my wick, so to speak, in each different culture has made me much more aware of what individual cultures have issues with and also what the totality has issues with. And the more that I'm seeing the totality of the human issues around the planet, the more focused I'm getting in terms of what actually needs to be shifted and where my focus needs to be. And I've I've also, you know, under my belt, I have a lot more arguments under my belt now where I've been able to sit on stage with people and be like, no, this is literally how it is. And I'm going to back it up no matter what. And I've been put into a position where, you know, people have been threatening my life for years, but I mean, very seriously. 
Like I can't yeah. go anywhere without security now. So I'm in a position where I've really had to, and that's the confidence I feel like you see, I've had to have a come to Jesus moment. How much does this career mean to me? How much is this life? It's not just a career. How much does this life purpose mean to me? Is it worth my death? And like, I had to come to a point where I'm like, yeah, it is actually. There is no other life for me. If I get killed doing this work, then it's a life that I consider well lived. And if that's the only choice, then the only choice is bravery. So it's like, I'm on this laurel no matter what. Gosh, Teal. (laughs) Wow. You are so beyond fascinating. And I'm glad that you stick to your truth. I know that you are no stranger to controversy. You know, people will use your name as clickbait for something. And I would watch it. And I was like, they don't even know her message and watch her videos Mm because it's the the exact opposite of what you preach. But, you know, it's just it's just fear. It's just fear. And you're and you're you're there to be love. And so, of course, you're going to get a huge backlash but you're healing so many so it doesn't even matter what the other people say (laughs) thank you well there's also another element that I want people who are you know aware of me to be aware of is that right now we're making a huge shift within human consciousness away from um, centralized religion and away from the concept of a guru in general which is that you have to get your spiritual information from somewhere outside of you now if you look at the world that means that there's all kinds of people in the world. Now we've been, we've put spiritual things in a tiny little box. So the guru has to look a specific way, right? They have to look like the old guy who doesn't have any worldly possessions, who has no ego, who has no need for money. I mean, we've got a real rigid sense of where spiritual information needs to come from. And this doesn't just cut us off from being able to learn from the universe around us. It also cuts us off from our belief in our own divinity because how many of us fit that box? Like 0% pretty much. Even the people who seem to fit that box don't fit that box. So we all are walking around feeling like frauds. And my whole message is, look, if you're a homeless person on the fucking street, like you should be able to access your divinity just the way that somebody else does and not believe that you have to look like that guy who's sitting in an ashram. If you're like some playboy bunny wearing six inch stiletto high heels, you have every bit as much access to the spiritual stuff and you know the greater picture as, than anybody else. So don't let your image fool you. So of course, teaching that I have to be something that flies in the face of the image that you want to receive spirituality in. So I'm going to upset a lot of people. Wow. <laughs> I'm so glad that you've accepted that and come to terms with that. But you, what, what matters is that the fact that you reach so many people. Oh, okay. Now, just a few more easy questions. <laughs> so what did you have for breakfast? Today, I had yeah. an avocado. I'm in Costa Rica, so I had a fresh papaya, oh. my favorite thing. And like a handful of almonds. Wait, aren't you raw vegan? Even though I know you probably don't label yourself anything, but... I'm vegan, but I'm not raw. Right, same. Okay, amazing. Um, I, eat, dogs the, I cat- eat the majority raw, but you know, whatever. I, I, yeah. I have to be honest with you. I really love the heat. <laughs> yeah, same, same. I love my heated broccoli. Me too. It's one of my favorites. Always one part of my dinner. I love heated broccoli or steamed broccoli. Um, mm-hmm. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Geese or swans? Well, <laughs> I just had to add that in there. <laughs> Did you happen to want to be anything when you were a child, when you grew up? Oh, hell yeah. The first thing that I was obsessed with being was a mounted police officer. No. And then for the next, you know, like 
18 years or something, my obsession was always Olympic athletics. So I wanted to be an Olympic horseback rider, and then I wanted to be an Olympic skier, and then I wanted to be an Olympic speed skater. And I ended up actually, like, really going far in competitive horseback riding, competitive, even farther in competitive skiing, and then far in competitive speed skating. So I managed to, you know, do those goals, but never actually went to an Olympics, unfortunately. So I was never... I never actually realized that goal, but this one actually I like about a hundred times better. I knew that I was in a good space, by the way, when when in my career I watched my first Winter Olympic Games and I actually felt like way happier to be here than there. That was the day I knew that it was good. But 2010 oh. was a hard year for me because I was watching the Winter Olympics and I wasn't in it and I was having a little shit bit about it. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where was it in 2010? Oh God, no, I'm not gonna remember. Was Serena it Utah? Was the, was it Vancouver, I think it was Vancouver. Okay. Oh, that is so fascinating. Who would have thought that Teal Swan wanted to be an Olympic whatever? Fill in the blank. Yeah. I did athletics forever. <laughs> it was my favorite thing. Wow. See, I love these rapid fire questions because you learn so much beyond what the messages are that you share online. I was on the U.S. Telemark ski team. So, like, I was no. a competitive Telemark ski racer for years. What? I, like, I love. Did you have to go to Park City, Utah a lot? Yeah. That's what, that's actually what brought me there is because there was this curiosity about whether somebody would win more races if they trained with the Alpine team and, you know, all the Alpine, the best Alpine racers are in Park City, Utah. So like they shoved me in with this master's race um, group there and that's where I was training forever. I knew I had another connection with you beyond what I've watched you on YouTube for. Like this makes so much sense. I had a feeling that's so cool. So crazy. Um, I bet we know a lot of the same people then because I grew up in Park City. Mm. <laughs> also, last f- rapid fire, movie you recently watched? Uh, the Help. The Help. I still need to see that movie. Okay, amazing. No, you need right, to see that last... movie. It's amazing. Okay, I'm going to download it. Plus, I love Emma Stone. So, yes, I will watch it. Maybe even tonight. Okay. The Universe gave you free billboards to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. Yeah. What would these billboards read? Be brave enough to love. Ooh. Ooh, that was quick. I love that. And one last question that I ask all of the Your Own Magic guests. How would you advise the Your Own Magic listeners to create their own magic? How do you define magic? Well, in this case, I would want you to have your own definition. But for me personally, living our most authentic truth to the fullest extent to where we are able to share it with the world. I like your definition of magic. If you want me to define my own like magic, whenever I use that word or that term, it's whenever I'm like in a pure state of joy about something. So for me, magic is about um, sensuality. So my answer would be if you want to create magic in your life, you allow yourself pleasures, but pleasures that relate to physicality. So um, really let yourself indulge in the pleasure of taste, indulge in the pleasure of the sounds around you, indulge in the pleasure of um, touch would be my answer. And, I, and you can't obviously know what those things are unless you're authentic about it. Like I have to authentically be like, no, I absolutely love chocolate in order to eat chocolate. So it, I mean, authenticity is a part of that. Because believe me, there are tons of people walking around the planet who are like, yeah, I love Gucci and Armani, and they really actually don't. It's just the fact that what they are actually loving is the approval they get when they walk down the street wearing it. So you have to become conscious of what what really floats your boat on that level. 
And that's bringing awareness to a whole nother level. I hope. <laughs> it is. And that's so great. That I love that. Magic is the joy. Wow. Wow, that just shifted so much. Well, because there's nothing supernatural for me. Like most people, most people when they're talking about magic, they're like, you know, something that can't be explainable by physical whatever. But the thing is, is when you start to understand the universe, there is nothing supernatural. So magic becomes about whatever makes you just feel like so bowled over by pleasure. Oh yeah. That you can't focus on anything else anymore. Which is the that's really okay. There we go. That's what magic is for me. Usually we walk in this world with like a hundred infiltrating thoughts. So I may be sitting down to the best pineapple I have ever put in my mouth, but at the same time, my mind is like, well, what do I have to do next week? What if this thing happens? I mean, it's like there's this constant infiltration. So I can never lose myself in the experience of the present moment. And so magic for me would be whatever takes my breath away in a good way to the degree that I can only in that moment focused on that pineapple. Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code MAGIC for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. Here is Lisa Nichols. Absolutely. I think, you know, when you, and the best thing to do is to go out two years from now and reverse engineer what you should be doing today to make that happen. Mm -hmm. I, I, one of the errors that people make is that they try to make their day-to-day -day actions lead into something great. And they, they're kind of hoping that it's going to do it. And I say, you're not in Vegas, don't gamble. And even if you are in Vegas, don't gamble with your dreams. Go out two years, go out three years, write down, write down in clear detail where you want to be and what you want to be doing spiritually, financially, physically and health-wise and relationship-wise, romantic, family, friends, siblings, colleagues, community. Write down all of those things and exactly how you want to be in vivid detail and then reverse engineer back to today and then just follow the breadcrumbs, follow the map, follow the GPS system. It's just like when you get in a car, Raquel, and you wanna go from where you are to Brooklyn, New York. You don't just start driving east, you go, hold on, let's see where the point, the pinpoint is, 
on the address that we want to go to in Brooklyn, New York. And then let's reverse engineer to the path we need to take to get there. We do it every time we get in a car. Mm. We just don't do it in our life. And so I say, as an abundant thinker, do that in your life as well. And then the other thing, abundant thinkers, truly an abundant life, uh, abundant life individuals do is we speak to inspire, not to impress. Ooh, <laughs> that hit. That is good. And amen to all that. That's truly the magic. That's, that's the secret. Uh, yeah. That's the one thing that honestly, I thought the secret was lacking was the importance of taking the action, Absolutely. creating those little breadcrumbs, but inspired action. So what is inspired action versus regular action and how important is it to do that to create massive abundance? Absolutely. First of all, you know, I agree with you. The secret did not get to action. They spent 51 minutes on mindset. Yeah. And if there were ever a secret sequel, it would be all about action. So mm -hmm. I think I, I spent the next five years traveling all over the globe just talking about action. <laughs> and whenever someone wanted me to talk about the secret, I spent five minutes on, on the secret concept, think, at, uh, ask, believe, receive. And then I spent the other 55 minutes of my message talking about the action that you need to take to make it happen. Yes, your speeches are the secret part two. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 absolutely. And so when you look at what action steps um, that people should take to truly draw abundance to themselves, number one, and, and, and I'm, I'm very succinct, I'm a coach. And I, when I say I'm a coach, I'm not just a theory coach talking concept. Like I talk action and application and accountability and check-in dates and where we are today, where we are in 90 days. So the first step to really taking something and manifesting it, like if you really go, how do I want to manifest this thought that I have? Number one, get crystal clear on what the thought looks like. A lot of people think and set goals that are way too ambiguous. Mm -hmm. I want to be happy. I want to have joy. I want to be successful. Oh my God, those are way too ambiguous and you cannot ever hit a moving target. Only if you're lucky. And I'm sorry, our lives are way too important to, to rely on luck, right? Mm -hmm. And so number one, you get crystal clear. And when I say crystal clear, Raquel, I mean, I want by this date, by um, June 30th, um, 2021, 5 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Exactly. Like specific. I get really specific. A lot of my students that are on my campus, they have moved to such a level of specificity, it blows their own mind. Like they're so and you you really could see it when it's specific. And then so you set a goal, set your macro goal, which is 2021, June 30th. 5 p.m. I want to have increased my revenue by whatever percentage, right? 100,000, 250,000, 50,000, whatever that is. I want to have reached an additional 100,000 people on all my social media platforms. I want my social media to have grown 6x. Whatever that goal is, really specific, give me the numbers. And then that's your macro goal. Then you set 90 day micro goals all the way back to today. So you look at, you get three years out, two years out, you get there 90 days at a time. Make sense? Absolutely. And those are your micro goals. And yep. so you, you set micro goals all the way out to your macro goals so that if you need to tweak anything, you only need to tweak a 90 day plan. You don't need to tweak a three year plan. Mm -hmm. And then the 
The first, you set the macro goals. Second, you set the micro goals, 90 days. Third, you get an accountability community. I recommend the best number is nine people. Five is doable. If you can only get two, get two. But you get people who are running as fast or faster than you are. You can't be the super sauce in your circle. If you are, you're going to run the circle. They're going to let you off the hook. You get a, a accountability group, meet every two weeks for 59 minutes, no more. And it's simple. What are you up to? What action are you in toward that macro goal? What do, where are you stuck? Where do you need support in? What do you want to be celebrated for? Three simple questions. You ask those questions every two weeks. And the call normally should be less than 59 minutes, but it can't be more than 59 minutes. You put those things in place and you will look up on June 30th, 2021, and you would have blown, blown your own mind. This is all you need to know, people. <laughs> That's where the magic is. That's where the magic lies. Yeah. Lisa, thank you. I know you only have a few minutes left, so I have one more question that I ask all the Euro Magic guests, if you don't mind answering. Not at all. You're amazing. How would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? Mm. Ah. Um, I would advise create your magic by one, the, the recognition that abundance is and has always been your birthright. So first is the awareness. It's letting it in mentally and emotionally, feeling the feeling of, hold on, abundance is and has always been my birthright. The fact that I'm born, I get to have abundance. Second is to recognize abundance isn't something that you have to go get. Abundance is something you expand. You have beautiful relationships all around you. They just get to be made more beautiful by you. You don't have to go find a beautiful relationship. You can make the ones you're in beautiful. I've done it over and over and over again. I've taken relationships that did not feel good. And over a period of time, I can make them beautiful. Um, I was telling someone yesterday in another interview that who I look, who I see in the mirror today, I'm blown away because 30 years ago, I didn't see her. 30 years ago, I judged her. 30 years ago, I was angry at her mocha skin and her full lips and her round hips because I measured my self-love on other people's appreciation for who I was. And now when I look in the mirror, gosh, I'm so kind and so loving to myself, you know, and I'm 30 years older and I love myself 10 times more. And so I would say to the, to the magical lives and the magical um, people and the, and the magical opportunity is emotionally fall in love with what you have at a whole new level. Rechoose every part of your life. Rechoose it and choose it like you're cho you've chosen it for the very first time. And then surround yourself. It might not be your biological community or your, your, the community that you've been dropped into, but go find the tribe of unicorns. <laughs> go find the tribe of unicorns corns that will allow you to put your unicorn horn on and they don't expect you to be a horse. They don't expect you to hide your unicorn horn in your pocket. They celebrate your unicorn. We're out here. We're waiting on you. We love you, we honor you, we acknowledge you, and we cannot wait to see you and celebrate who you are becoming. Now, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. 
I think it was Benjamin Franklin who said, we were too busy trying to get independence that we didn't ask ourselves what kind of country we, want, we wanted. So it's, it's, it's a situation where they had the opportunity to think about that. And that's what's impressive. It, it's, it's unique. It's a unique moment in time. And, you know, it, it inspired the French Revolution, the, the independent movements throughout Latin America and, and the whole world. And at the same time, you know, the capitalist movement and the, and the socialist movement were also taking heed in, in Europe. So it's it's uh, it's an interesting, fascinating times what modern history looks like and to see its ramifications. In order to understand this present, you have to look yeah. at what history is. Oh, absolutely. And also that we still rely on what they wrote so long ago yeah and but it's fragile you know yeah. the truth exists whether you believe in it or not like uh neil degrasse tyson that's another thing i love to read physics and 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 read uh that i i'm a nerd what can i say <laughs> just well-rounded yeah, well. yeah well-rounded i love i love <laughs> I, I read a lot of physics physics books i that's you know that i enjoy but the truth exists whether you believe in it or not that's something neil degrasse tyson said let me add something to that then a belief only exists for as long as you believe it. So all this stuff is just an illusion. It's just set by agreement. That's what makes it an illusion. It's it's all created yep. by agreement. All these social agreements. Yeah, like you know, it's it's all just a symbol. And every word we use is an empty symbol whose definition is subject to agreement. Every word changes. So the the ability to listen to continue an agreement. And mind you, an agreement is just the action of saying yes to something. So that's why I like reading history books and biographies and physics books. It's, it reflects the creation that we live in. <laughs> Man-made creation, I should say. So then, given your knowledge, your lengthy knowledge of history and physics and love even and soulful Toltec wisdom, why do you think we're here? Why do you think we're here existing as humans on Mama Earth? Oh, there's so many versions of that answer. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just this. Just a moment, a moment, a chain reaction of, of, of an imbalance some time ago. After, after you know, the Big Bang is just a moment where a, a chain reaction occurred. But then before the Big Bang, you can say, as is one of the, the theories out there, that the universe imploded into itself. Before the Big Bang, what existed? Another universe, a universe that expanded and contracted, expanded and contracted. What's the purpose? That's up to all of us individually to to come up with that answer. Nobody like as as a whole, you know. It's it's just it, it's not it's not gonna come with the mind that's gonna answer that. It's gonna be with a moment of silence, where we see each other, and just recognize each other. Individually, we'll we'll all answer it very differently. Seven point five billion at least. So how we answer that? What what's the purpose? to me, is to enjoy life. So, the universe gave you billboards at no cost, so totally free. It's a free gift for you to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. What would these billboards read? Enjoy everything in life. Amen to that. And then last question that I ask all of the Euromagic guests. How would you advise the Euromagic listeners to create their own magic? By trusting yourselves. <laughs> yes. Enough said there. 
and unconditional love. Yeah, conditional love sees what it wants to see. Unconditional love is the willingness to see life as is. Mm. But it's still love. Conditional or unconditional is still love. One is corrupted, one is not. We're the source of love. And now, Gabby Bernstein. I think that when we're in our darkest moments, sometimes can be the moments when we hear the most also. So I don't think that we have to see it as just also as just a block. For sure, for sure. Sometimes when we really hit a bottom is when we can hear that inner voice say, this is the next step. Mm-hmm. So, and also when we're in those dark moments, we, we are often more surrendered because we just feel more, sometimes more desperate. So I would see it as an opportunity for an opening for you. Yeah. And to really just just call on the guidance as much as possible. A lot of times people wait until their supposed rock bottom to finally just surrender and allow it to happen. Mm, yeah. But mm-hmm. even if we're feeling great, how can we just surrender to this process and not try to control everything mm-hmm. um, in our future and just allow it to just be? Mm-hmm. I think that there's, there's actually a whole chapter in Super Attractor about surrender. Mm-hmm. And the spiritual steps to surrender. So that's, that's, that's something I want people to have to wait for. But I also recognize that, that surrender sounds sort of like this catchphrase and it's like, Oh yeah, great. Yeah. Surrender, you know, let it go. <laughs> but it has to be a priority in our life in order to feel, to feel the, the, the flow that is available to us. So for me, I surrender and stop controlling by focusing on what's thriving rather than what's not working. Yeah. I go out of my way to pay attention to the guidance that's around me. I will tune in more through prayer and meditation more frequently if I feel like I'm not surrendering. I will stop talking so much about issues and, and be a little bit more, like practice more silence. Ooh, that right there is so powerful. Because I too can be quite a talker. But then sometimes, honestly, just being present in that moment, for example, somebody comes to you, you feel like you want to give all the advice or you want to vent away about something, but simply just being silent and just being present Mm -hmm. can be healing in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. And uh, just a couple more questions. Are you available for a quick round of rapid fire? Yeah, girl, let's go. Yes. Okay, amazing. Well, before that, I really want to know um, how people can show up for their life in order to bring more light into the world just for themselves. Because I know you, you have a baby. You've got little Oliver. Yet at the same time, you got to show up for Gabby in order to really show up for Oliver. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I think that that we have to put our self-care and our spiritual practice first because without that we can't show up for our lives our children our work whatever it is that we need to do in this world so however you and everybody can can put their spiritual practice first even if they have you know a crazy commute you know meditate on the train if they're you know up early with kids get up or before them uh, just find the windows Mm -hmm. and create the space because with that will come a lot of relief and that 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 joy that you look for and you long for. Oh, you have a way with words and stringing together 
perfect sentences that are simple, but just resonate. It's just simple truths. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Now, are you ready for a rapid fire? Or yes, is there yes. anything else you want to say that comes to I want a rapid that? fire. I want a rapid, rapid fire. fire. Hell yeah. Go. Let's go. So, are you an early bird or a night owl, which you already expressed? Now I'm up <laughs> real early, honey. Like real early. Yeah. Real. What's real early? Well, my son wakes up between 6.30 and 7, sometimes oh, yeah. earlier, so it depends on what's going on with him. But um, if I know I can't, meditate when he's at around eight o'clock i'll usually get up earlier to do it so that would be like mm-hmm. 5 a.m so and then nope and then i go to bed at like nine i'm like a grandma yeah you are a grandma me too actually it's fine <laughs> i like the grandma life mm-hmm. um morning routine before you i up. well typically i wake up i wake him up at 6 30 or 7 or, or hell, he's already awake usually mm-hmm. and then i get him ready for his bottle and then my husband gives him a bottle while my husband's giving him the bottle i go up and i do a tapping meditation followed by transcendental meditation and then i if on a good day if i don't have meetings in the morning i'll just go work out and then i start my my big big work day and get things going and mm-hmm. flowing get things done. Yeah. You are Mm -hmm. so good at working. This is something that I need to also work on though. I'm very thankful for everything that I've been able to expand in with this podcast with your own magic. I also have yet to have that hustle and grind mentality. (laughs) I wrote a chapter for you in my book. Perfect. Yeah. It's called, there's a more than enough to go around. So that's your chapter, baby. Yeah. All right. There's more than enough to go around. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. So we know your sun sign. Now, you know your moon, you're rising. I think I'm um, Aries moon, Sag rising. Ooh, a Sag rising. And you're surrounded by Sages. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you have a mantra at the moment? My mantra at the moment is everything is happening around me. I'm truly taken care of. Oh, I love that. Favorite breakfast? Oatmeal with raisins and walnuts. Mm. Yes. Do you have a spirit animal? Owls. Oh, that's crazy. You just said that because, I mean, they're one of mine. And today there was a plastic owl that really stood out to me. And you just said that. So your dragonfly, Mm -hmm. you introduced me to this Mm -hmm. stuff, just so you know. Your son's spirit animal. An elephant. My favorite. Where is your favorite place on Mama Earth? Uh, My home. (laughs) New York. Where do you find little nature escapes if you feel that you need it? I live um, most of the time in the country. Oh, perfect. And then about 25% of the time in the city. And the home I was referring to is my country home. Oh, beautiful. I love that. Mm -hmm. Will you define love? Love is who we are. Love is our authentic truth. Love is an energy, an ever-present energy that is within us and around us. <laughs> Define God. God, again, is the same as love. God is that <laughs> ever-present energy of love that is within us and around us. So the universe gave you billboards at absolutely no cost. They're free, a gift for you to share just one message across the main highways and major cities all around the world. What would these billboards read? You are good enough. Oh, yes. Always. And this is the last question that I ask all the Euromagic guests. How would you advise the Euromagic listeners to create their own magic? To spend devoted time visioning what they desire, envisioning what brings them joy, and feeling into the feelings of that vision. 
Next up, we have David G. Define love. If I have to define it with just one word, uh, I was I, I would use surrender. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to define it with more than one word, probably um, well, you know what? That's it. I would just use the Sanskrit anahata. That's the that's the Sanskrit for the for the heart chakra, and anahata means unstruck. So imagine something like a bell that's unstruck. It's pure mm-hmm. and infinite, right? Because because that when it is struck, that that gong, that bell, that vibration could be anything. But something that's unstruck is almost like pregnant with possibilities, you know, pure potential in that moment. And it's pu- it's so pure because it hasn't been stained or tainted. Uh, so I would say, you know, anahata, unstruck. Oh, that's beautiful. I love the double answer. I applaud it. Oh, my gosh. Define life. Oh, define life. Sealed in this flesh casing for the span of a lifetime. Oh, that's brilliant in this flesh casing. Right? That's it. Here we are. Brilliant. Define God. Define God. Well, you know, there was a time when I when the God that I believed in was a, was a scolding and a spanking God. And then I had like one of these like epiphanies where I said to myself, I actually get to determine my God. My God is, is loving. My God is forgiving. My God, you know, has given me multiple chances. My God is rooting for me. So I think God is the universe rooting for me. And I would, and I would like to expand that to everyone. When I think of God, I think of like, like the galactic cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Oh my gosh! Wow! Oh my galactic cheerleader! <laughs> I love that. So this galactic cheerleader gave you free billboards to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. What would these billboards read? Be here now. Oh, that was quick. Well, I just saw the billboards open up in my, in my mind's eye with those words on them. (laughs) Well, that's clearly what the galactic cheerleader was showing you. So you could say this. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Right. And I think it would be so cool to be like driving and the first one is B and then suddenly you hit the next one and it's here, you know, and the next one is now. Oh my gosh. So. Okay. If I become, when I become a millionaire someday, that's happening. I love it. Um, you walk into a time traveling portal to see 16 year old David G and back then David, what would you whisper in his ear to prepare him for his journey ahead? Don't second guess yourself so much. Yeah. 
you really brought me into like this very, very somber, intense, Ooh. you know, moment. Thank you for that. That was like really intense. I suddenly, I suddenly transported myself to that moment. Wow. And I've never had a conversation with my 16 year old version. Well, that's something you should consider exploring. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. <laughs> this last question is one that we ask all of our guests. How would you advise our listeners to create their own magic? I would uh, tattoo someplace on your body, hashtag I trust. And if you're not going to do that, <laughs> then embed it. Embed it so deeply into you as a daily mantra. Um, because like right now, I mean, think about it. Right now, there are shooting stars all over the place. And it's like daylight for me. And I know it's probably coming up on nighttime for you, but they're shooting stars everywhere and we just don't see them, which means there's magic unfolding in every single moment all around us, but we're just not seeing it. You know, our eyes may be closed to it, or maybe there's a wall in front of us and we're not seeing through it. And so if we can just remind ourselves every single day and every single moment, I trust, I trust, I trust. You know, it comes back to that every moment is a choice between a grievance and a miracle. Every single moment. And we always can choose miracle. And we have to know. We can only do that if we trust. So I trust. And I trust. Embed that deeply within. Now, Mastin Kip. What did you want to be when you grew up as a child? I want, <laughs> I want uh, to be a philanthropist. <laughs> no. Well, because I didn't know what I wanted to be, but I knew if I was a philanthropist, I'd be super rich. That is brilliant. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would always joke about being a philanthropist. I, I love up. it. And now guess what? You were, you kind of are, so it works out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, I want to have you again on sometime to talk about financial freedom because I know sure. you're so brilliant at that. Yeah, sure. oh, amazing. Um, what is your definition of alignment? Um, alignment. Um, I think alignment is about how fast you get back on track. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, obviously alignment, like, literally means, like, everything is aligned. Everything's in a row. Everything is lined up. There's a, there's a straight line between here and there. Um, but, but alignment is more about getting back on track. And the best example of this is airplanes. So airplanes spend their entire time, you know, dodging, uh, weather patterns, all kinds of things. And they're constantly packing. Right. So we think like, cause we look at like the little thing on the seat, the seat that has this like straight line from LA to New York or whatever. Um, but it, it actually is super curvy because they're always up and down, left and right, avoiding things. And airplanes are always getting back on track to get to their destination. So I think alignment is more about how fast you get back on track than not getting off track. Mm, that's that so brilliant. Sense. Oh, 100%. The universe gave you free billboards to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world. What would this billboard read? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh Click here to opt in. No. Um, <laughs> what would I read? Um, let's see. I think it would probably be heal your trauma, heal your life. Ah, uh, yeah. That's that's you. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's probably. And then, and then go go to www.massonkip.com. Yeah, of course. Up. You have to add that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> 
That's where no yeah. one's ever plugged that. That's so true. That's where you signed up. Um, and then Call back. <laughs> one last question that we ask all our Euro Magic guests: What would you? How would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? I think um, I think it's about doing the travel work, right? So um, and and mm-hmm. and magic, by the way, um, if you look at like Arthur C. Clarke, uh, great writer of science fiction and science mind. Um, talks about any advanced technology is seemingly indistinguishable from magic, right? Um, when something is super, so if you take like an iPhone to a cave person, it's like magical to them. Um, and I think um, that uh, magic, like I love Harry Potter. I love uh, the idea of magic. I think, I think magic is something that is the, the nature of the universe in a lot of ways. Like I think like there's a lot of things that are unexplainable to our certain view of things. And I think that the fastest and, and most efficient way to kind of step into your own magic is to do your trauma work. Because if you look at, for example, like the Harry Potter series, um, that is a story about one boy who didn't have a mother, who um, you know was an orphan, who had no parents, had no love, had uh, no relationships, and thought he had to do it on his own and feared death. And he became Voldemort. And then there's another boy who had who was, who was saved by the love of his mother even though she wasn't around for very long, who had those secure attachments and those relationships and through doing his own work essentially and, 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 and having help and, and working on himself and being able to heal his trauma and have that secure attachment from childhood, essentially uh, defeat um, the traumatized person. Right. Um, and so, so, so when you look at like, for example, Harry Potter as a, an example, um, the, one of the most powerful lines in the whole series is in the, one of the final stories when he um, he says, I'm not afraid to die or I'm ready to die or some version of that. And it was really powerful, not because he was ready to die, like he wanted to, but that's the thing that Voldemort could never say. Voldemort was always afraid of death and always wanted to like prevent himself from dying. So Harry was in that place of active surrender to say, like, take me, I'm ready. And that's really that that surrender point, whether it's Jesus or Harry or whoever, you know, Luke Skywalker, whoever the hero or heroine is. Um, when you get to that place, I think that's what makes you most magical to be able to have that that freedom, because otherwise you're oriented around towards survival and you can't be in survival mode and magic at the same time. So magic is sort of this embracing the fact that things are going to leave, or that you're going to die just like Harry did. And that's what made him the most powerful wizard. Right. Um, and that's why he was, quote, the chosen one. It's the same thing Jesus did. There's a lot of Christian iconography in the Harry Potter series. Um, but to me, that's the most important thing. And that's that trauma informed approach. It happens through relationship. If you look at the difference between Harry and Voldemort, Harry had friends, Harry had relationships, Harry had support, Harry had help, Voldemort didn't. He demanded things. So I think um, it's really about um, asking for help and not doing it alone as well. Um, so some combination of all those things. <laughs> And now, Emma Milden. The song. The Macklemore repeat oh, yeah. song. So I started hearing a beating drum a lot when I was reading this book. And um, huge spiders, like Amazonian-sized spiders would show up. And they're not meant to live in New Zealand, that size spiders. And the more and more I research into spider as a goddess totem, they're the weavers, they're magic. And grandmother spider, um ancient grandmother energy and the drum was grandmother energy I found myself actually already hearing the beat of the song so when I heard the song 
Whoa, truth crazy. bumps, like you would say, through the roof. Like I swear the hairs on my legs, and I'm not a hairy lesbian. I shave my legs, don't worry. Uh-huh. Um, but they could have cut through my pants. They were so. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and so I reached out to this lady, and she's been an activist for for years. Um, and I actually bowed to her because I feel like where where she's at, um, and what she's achieved is amazing. You know, I don't even scratch the surface of what she's been doing. Um, and her name was Sandy Vaughan. And I said, I, I have to share this song with you, with my book. And um, she's like, please, by all means. And so um, it's so funny because when you share someone else's creativity, you feel, am I quoting it right? I hope they don't mind. Mm. Oh, my gosh, what if they, you know, the, the chick in my head showed up and she was doing full ninja with my self-doubt. Oh, my God, maybe I should take <laughs> it out. Oh, my God. So I sent her the book the other day and um, – she loved it and she sent me the nicest message and I cried and goosebumps went full steam and it's inspired her to write more songs, no. which is amazing. And um, if you get a chance to listen to her singing this actually actual song, it's divine. It is called I Hear the Voices of My Grandmothers. Um, and essentially like the lyrics are literally just listen, listen. Yeah, I want, I want you to Google and listen to it because I could read okay. it, but it, it doesn't do it justice. But it's essentially telling you the story of how you can hear the sound of your voices, gram- your grandmother's calling you, your ancestors. Wow. And they're asking you, she says, wake up, wake up, child, wake up, wake up, listen, listen. You know, and I feel like there's so many women and men out there at the moment that are feeling like the zombie apocalypse of just nine to five is over you know yeah yeah, we're all watching Netflix but we're thinking Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and and yeah so I think I ended the book on that song because I felt so passionate about it and it was a song that I promise you will haunt you in the most mesmerizing and mesmerizing (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired um I have a leaky vessel um (laughs) It will haunt you in the most beautiful way, in the way that your dark goddess will awaken within you. And I hope that you guys greet her and honor her and feel her out in the most glorious ways because she's a side of you that has so many more lessons and tools to teach you than you can even imagine. And yeah, at first she's wild and untamable and you'll feel like you've hit a crazy, crazy switch. Um, but that's the point. I'm so happy that you circled back to that. I will th- leave a link of that song, I believe. I yeah. should below so we're in the show notes so people can find it more easily. Um, so I'll make sure to get that from you when we wrap oh. up. Uh, but you do have to answer this one last question, which you've answered before, so it might be a different one this time. But we ask all our guests, how would you advise our listeners to create their own magic? Oh, I wonder if this is the same answer. Mm-hmm. I would say stay curious. Mm, I think that was. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm consistent. (laughs) That was not you. It was somebody else, but I think that was you. Good. Curiosity is the best way to evolve and expand and develop and grow, which is the whole point. (laughs) Stay curious. (laughs) Emma, thank you so much, seriously, for the second round. Like, everybody loved your last episode, so, and I know this one, we got even more brilliant nuggets of wisdom from you so thank you so much 
I love you so much. I love you too, babe. You're a soul <laughs> sister from another mother for sure. You are a soul sister. It's so funny. You said, hey, you guys should, if you're ever in New Zealand, like say hi. Then we pop up in New Zealand. We took it that seriously. Yeah. yeah. And now you're sitting on my couch and, and I'm looking couch. into your soul. Yeah. And I'm so glad you came. I'm so glad. Down that to the you bottom of the earth to have a sister hang out. How lucky am I? So, I feel so lucky to the moon and back. I do. Here is Paul Selig. But yet I discovered, not discovered, but I feel like I just started really getting into this path, like just diving into spirituality about five years ago, like mid twenties it hit. And I'll still be heavily influenced for sure by society and culture. And I'm thinking like, wow, does that keep me in a lower vibratory field at times? I'm going to just use another spiritual pop culture world ascend and descend mm -hmm. does that make you descend sometimes i don't know that it makes us descend i think i mean the guides were teaching last night i was doing a live stream and they talked about you know stepping in fear like making choices in fear and they they gave the image of sort of somebody walking down a pathway and they you know they get their stick their foot in tar and they end up tracking the tar with them you know the trajectory made from that choice until they choose something other, you know, or they rectify the choice. Now, those are things that can be learned through. I don't know that it's a, you're descending. <laughs> In some ways, what most of us are doing, I think, without even knowing it, is we're in very unconscious agreements to sets of rules, which are really cultural mores, you know, you know, we, we aspire to be wealthy. Why? You know, why did he, why, you know, because it's better, you know, and the guides have said, well, you know, the millionaire and the beggar on the street are both learning lessons of abundance in very different ways, but it's you who make one higher than the other. Mm -hmm. I don't know what somebody comes here to learn or the best way to learn. So, but you know, we have all these things that we're taught to want or be like, and you know, the guides teach, you know, I know how I serve is a claim of truth, but they say how one serves is how one is most fully expressed as the true self. And you know, in the US, everybody thinks it's their career. What's my career? That's how I serve. Perhaps, perhaps not. Perhaps it's how you smile at a stranger on the street. You know, perhaps it's how you show up most fully for your life and are an example to others. You know, it may not look like you think it should, but the think it should tends to be part of, you know, the tribal agreement about what one is supposed to desire or want. Mm. How do we inspire or just even our, in ourselves strip away, let go of these societal ideals? Well, the claim that the guides work with, and it's one of the attunements they work with, is the claim, I am free. Mm. And now they say that's not spoken. None of the attunements are spoken by the personality self. It's the guides say it's the true self that knows. The small self thinks the true self knows. So the true self knows who it is, knows what it is, and knows how it serves. My personality self may have an agenda that's very different, but the true self, they say, knows. And the guides also say the true self is free. It's not actually bound by any of this stuff. 
So as you begin to align to that aspect of self and realize that aspect of self, it's not like you're running around cutting the cords to everything. You're just no longer in resonance to it. And then it's not as important. I don't think there's anything wrong with being comfortable. I don't think that there's anything wrong with being healthy. I think they're all positive things, you know? But I do think that if one makes one's self-worth dependent on those things, we're probably missing the boat. You know, it's a kind of idolatry. So, you know, who am I if I'm not in a relationship? Who am I if I'm not beautiful or young or successful or esteemed? You know, these are, these are finally ways of knowing the self. You can learn through any of those things. But we're the ones who decide one is preferable or better than the other, and it should be aspired to, you know? Yeah. I don't know that that's true at all. <laughs> Man, this is a deep messaging for a lot of listeners, including myself right now, and it's beautiful. And I thank you. Thank you. And this is coming from your understanding of what the guides have told you, but also from Paul. So I appreciate it. You know, I don't know. I'm not... I'm a better student of the work that I think I used to be. I do think I'm benefiting from this. I do think it's been a challenge for me because it's coming through me and who the hell am I? You know, I mean, that's part of, part of my journey with this stuff. But I, you know, I, the guides are pretty consistent in their teaching and they say, you know, we're not who we think we are, we're far more. And what we've been settling for is simply an idea. And I, I think that we give one another permission. You know, the one thing that I do do consistently is show up for this work, often when I don't want to, and in spite of myself. I've learned to do that, and I think that there's a level of skill one develops for, with anything when one shows up consistently. And I think that my wiring and how my whole energy system works has been refined through a lot of years of showing up even when I was just showing up for a small group of people who gathered in my living room once a week, which is what I did for, you know, close to 20 years. So, but I think, I think it's here for everybody, you know, I really do. But I do think that we harm one another and ourselves by assuming who we should be, you know, and the should is the destructive word. Who we are is frankly what we have to offer, truthfully. That's the gift we bring. Is there a way, or how can I phrase this? Um, so if we were to perhaps unplug for a while, unplug from Instagram, the television, society, just to tune in, how do you think that that might benefit us hearing or feeling the truth? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's funny. I'm tempted to like go up, up on social media now. Somebody posted a quote about this <laughs> from the guy, exactly this. And I'd forgotten. I thought, oh, this is a really great quote. <laughs> and I'd have to paraphrase it. They said, you know, basically, and you know, there's long been a precedent of people shutting themselves off into abbeys to, you know, or convents or ashrams, places to go to become separate from the world, to develop. And they said, finally, you know, you have to realize. And they said, and nowadays, people do that by not watching the news. That's the, the people have these tactics to sort of separate from what they don't want to see. 
But the gods say, finally, it's the opportunity to realize the divine in all things. They say, then the world becomes the abbey. The world becomes, you know, the, the church, whatever you want, the ashram, the, the temple, whatever, the mosque, it doesn't matter. So I don't know. I mean, I have an Instagram account. I don't wish I didn't. I don't do my own postings most of the time even. But, you know, I appreciate it and that it's, it, it makes the work accessible to people. And I have friends and I like to look at their lives. But I also know I'm not my Instagram account. You know, I mean, that much I know. I know that that's an idea. And, you know, I, I, let, me, let me ask the guides if unplugging is a good thing. I'm going to ask the guides on this. Feel free, I'm open. I would like to say several things. It's not about an Instagram. It's not about an Instagram account or anything other or anything other than it's about how you show up fully for your life, your intuition. And if you're operating in distortion, I should be like this or that. I should be like this or that. You are camouflaging yourself. You are camouflaging the true self, hiding behind an idea of who you be, hiding it behind an idea of who you should be when you can show up fully and express. When you can show up fully and express and express, I have come, 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 the true self announcing its presence, the true self announcing its presence in your community. So many of your concerns are gone, how you are seen, how you are seen, or what you are striving as, or what you should aspire to be seen as. These things become released. These things become released. They are gone. They are gone. They have no mandate. They have no mandate at the level we are teaching you. At the level, <coughs> pardon me, we are teaching you if you gift your life, if you gift your life in service, in service, which simply means to full expression, which simply means to full expression, fully done for you, it will be done for you. If you think you're your ideas, if you think you're your ideas of who you should be, of who you should be or should aspire to be like, or should aspire to be like you are playing games. You are playing games. You will tire of them, we hope. You will tire of them, we hope. You are not the photograph of yourself. You are not the photograph of yourself that you present to the world, that you present to the world. You are far more than that. You are far more than that if you confuse yourself in this way. And if you confuse yourself in this way and seek to perpetuate image and seek to perpetuate image at the cost of truth, at the cost of truth, you will pay the price for that. You will pay the price for that was the price yes what is the price he asked self-deceit self-deceit the others the attempt to deceive others with an idea of self with an idea of self finally is an attempt to deceive self finally is an attempt to deceive the self and the truth and preclude the truth that seeks to shine through you that seeks to shine through you period and you're saying period well that was their their appearance <laughs> That was they, when they show up, they usually have something to say. So they're always present in the back. Well, I hope that they hear thank you, which I'm sure they do. <laughs> I have tears in my eyes right now. <laughs> um, yeah, that was beautiful. And I think that that's interesting to hear that there's a cost. I don't want to say what I'm going to say, actually. That doesn't feel right. But <laughs> thank you for that. Are you, Paul, open for a rapid fire round? Sure. But before we do that, do you have anything else you want to share? Nope, I'm fine. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> and are you sure you want to do a rapid fire round? I don't know what the rapid fire, I don't know what I'm saying yes to. So. <laughs> Basically, I'm just going to ask a really simplest question and then you can just shoot it out or you can take your time and marinate in it. That's why instead of, it's actually, I call it random fire now instead of rapid fire. All right. 
Yeah. So do you know your zodiac sign? I think Scorpio, Scorpio, rising moon and Leo, I think. Ooh, that's, a, that's a powerful combination, actually. Um, chocolate or vanilla? It depends on the day. <laughs> Fair enough. But let's just say it's a hot day and you're going for ice cream. Vanilla. Okay, yeah, same. Ocean or forest? Ocean. Yeah? Well, yeah, you're Scorpio. Um, so let's see. Oh, favorite meal? Spaghetti, which I'm not supposed to eat. Why? <laughs> carbs. I like my carbs. That's too too off too much. Have you the guides ever told you about our mind's relationship with food? Not enough. That's not that's not been one of their subjects with me, but I suppose I could go there with them sometime and see what they have. Yeah, maybe. But you're 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 giving the world a lot right now, so I think you're fine. You can hold on that one. Um a place you'd love to visit. I'd like to I'd like to go to the Himalayas. <gasps> I was just there. I, I was just trekking Nepal, Annapurna, mm -hmm. and I did read pockets of some of your book on there on the trek too. I carried your book, the thick, the love and creation one though, Book of Love and Creation. It's a thick book to carry on a trek. Uh huh. It is. Fortunately, I had porters, so <laughs> they carried it. <laughs> What is your favorite place in the world you have already visited? Probably Esalen, where I go in Big Sur, California to teach. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. One of my closest friends lives right near there, and she encourages me to go just for Esalen. It's worth it, yeah. <laughs> what would you write on your tombstone? He tried. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the universe gave you free billboards to just share one message across the main highways and major cities all around the world. What would the billboards read? I'm single. I'm available. <laughs> probably like that, you know. <laughs> My guides don't care, but maybe there's somebody like, you know, in Skokie driving past that, you know, has an idea for me. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> You, you say your guides don't care. Have you asked your guides about your own soulmate and love? Not, you know, it's tricky for me to read for myself. I don't like to do it because, you know, I can get in the way. If I have an agenda uh, that's personal, I'm not going to be an accurate read. But I'm getting better with it. I actually now I sit down and write it and pretend that I'm listening for somebody else. So they haven't given me anything Accurate, not accurate. They haven't given me anything I wanted to hear, put it that way, on this subject for some time. It might be time to ask them again. Yeah, it's time to ask them again. Fair enough. Fair enough. So people go to you for a reading for information on their soulmate? No, I mean, I can, they call me a medium for the living. So if you're estranged from your partner um, or you can't find a partner, I can probably tell you why you can't find it or why you're estranged and what your partner's needing from you or for yourself to know where you're getting caught up in some stuff. So that I'm very good with, that's the psychic work. Um, most people come to me for the workshops that I do, which I do all over the world. The guides come through and teach and get everybody attuned. And I live stream on, on Wednesday, most Wednesday nights, the guides are teaching and taking questions online and um and people come from all over the world for that and that's great fun it's what i used to do in my apartment for you know 10 people now there's 
you know, quite a large number. And it really is the same work. It's the laboratory for the guides and their and their their students. That's amazing. I'm gonna definitely attend one, maybe this Wednesday. Maybe or I guess it'll be next Wednesday. But you do have private readings as well, yes, sir. I do privates, yeah. It takes a while to to get them, but that information's up on my website, which is just my name, paulselling.com. And of course, that's all in the show notes as well. So this is the last question that I ask all the Your Own Magic guests. How would you advise the Your Own Magic listeners to create their own magic? Trust, trust the potential that there's more than you see, more than you've known, more than you've figured out already. Trust that there's more to be known. Open to wonder. That's where everything happens. I hope you've been enjoying this. And finally, we have the queen herself, (laughs) Byron Katie. Another big mean girl that I sit with or sat with for over a decade. And I know this is... A lot of the listeners, why they were drawn to this podcast is because we talked about this a lot, but eating disorders and this idea that our worth depends on the image of our body. And it's becoming even more common, more of an epidemic today than ever before, especially with the influence of social media. But what is your experience with healing people who do this? Well, it's just so ridiculous because no one has ever seen their own body. (laughs) They see their body like if 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 you just consider right now what you look like in your mind's eye, that's who you believe you to be. Yeah. And you can look in a mirror and then judge that image in the mirror, and that's who you believe you to be. And that just keeps changing and changing because no one has really seen themselves. The ego is running that show. Yeah. Now, if you really want to suffer, compare that body in your mind's eye with any other body. <laughs> and you look around and you're always going to fall short. You're going to be, let's, let's use the term better than, we'll say prettier than, more attractive than. Um, than or less attractive than. Yeah. So there's no balance in that. Yeah. Whether you're riding your high horse or you yeah. are feeling inferior. Yes. There's so no comparison is the cause of all envy and jealousy, and it's it's um, it's an it's a state of mind. So for um for on for me to compare my body to anyone else's look what i'm comparing a a body in my mind's eye that i you know someone i think i look like but inquiry will show you clearly that or i'll say it shows me clearly that i can never be more than you believe me to be if i'm worried about how you see me <laughs> Wow. So you will see me as lovely. You'll see me as not. You'll see me as this. You'll see me as that. When you know, when when we look at onto a body, and and what you believe of me is as good as it can get for me. And if you're standing there with ten other people, then there are eleven me's. 
you and 10 others. Yeah. So that's a lot of work to please that crowd <laughs> because they all have different tastes. They all have different ideas about what is beautiful and, yeah. and some prefer blonde or brunette or large or small. Or, so we're in a hopeless chase. Exactly. And we are trying to chase this perfection, supposedly. But what is perfection anyways? Well, perfection for me is I just leave the way people see me to them. Wow. I just leave the way people see me to them because that situation yeah. in and of itself is perfect. Yeah, then that just leaves me in, in an honest don't know. Yeah. No expectations on yourself for the no, situation. All 11 people, how many of you see me this way? How many see me? No one's going to just see me the same. And so who am I? Yes. I'm who you believe me to be. And that doesn't, that doesn't make it me. Exactly. And everybody, we know, I mean, I have a different idea or thought about a person and somebody else, you know, see like a mother sees her child as the most beautiful thing when I see that person is just like a cool person yeah yeah and if I don't see myself as lovely and by that I mean by nature I mean at at, at the school for the work I ask people um on if you had to um if you had to make a a choice do you want would you want your your um your body to be lovely and flexible and beautiful or would you prefer, if you had to make a choice, your mind to be lovely and flexible and beautiful? Mm-hmm. Look at the time we spend in the gym mm-hmm. and and how little time some of us put in on on um, working on our mind. Yeah, and expanding our mind. That's why I appreciate what you do, Raquel, because it's it is just it points to to the to what we can change, and that is our minds. And um, because bodies get old, they break, they die, all kinds of ridiculous things. But but mind, if we work on that, then we're always in a perfect body. And and this is, you know, this is my experience. Oh. It's um, it just it leaves me, you know, it, it's like I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with that 70, 75 year old body now. Yes. Oh, because our mind has truly embraced how we are instead of us trying to change it. Yeah, because I still don't know how I am. It's just on on meaning physically. Right. It's um, but I've got a I've got a, a mind that I love oh. to be with. I love to wake up with this mind. Yes. And, Live it's more in it and your soul because this is just a temporary human suit it's not us <laughs> and mine is infinite yes it's infinite so this is yeah so this is just kind of a place yeah um to support its enlightenment exactly this temporary experience to support its enlightenment wow I hope that this helps shifted so many minds and so many people who just view their worth depending on their body because you're not that. No, it's like the, this body, as you believe it to be, is your teacher. Mm. It, 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 you know, it's it's you know whatever you're thinking and believing about it is is the cause of the body you have, 
And I don't mean the cause of how it looks. Mm-hmm. I mean, within you, yourself, because we're going to see it the way we see it. And there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're beyond your control. <laughs> no matter what shape or size, that other people's mindset yeah. is beyond your control. And also yeah. for people that are resistant because they think that their stream of negative thoughts will just never, ever end. And so they feel so overwhelmed with everything. They like, there's so much I need to work on that they just end up giving on. How did they move beyond that thought? I would get so excited. And and Mm -hmm. as those negative thoughts came through, I would write them down again, very excitedly. And then I would go to the work.com and find those four questions and turnarounds and, and the, the directions and, and I'll be there somewhere to help guide you. I love and, it. And just, just sit in them and begin to um, wake up to some realities that, that, that are so far beyond what you could contemplate if you're not in the experience. And it's like a story that can't be told, but it's one that every every one of your listeners can realize. Oh yeah. So to to sit to to sit in that the, that stream of conscious consciousness, just one belief at a time. There's even a one belief at a time worksheet on the site for that stream of of consciousness. Oh. And um, and and you can do just one belief at a time. Question it. And there's um, you know, there's there's one there. You don't have to sign up for a newsletter. Mm-hmm. You just push print, and it just comes right out of your printer, and and it's just immediate. And 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 then just walk yourself through, and um, and then it's a funny thing. It's like. But I've got millions and millions and millions of them. I can never get this done in a lifetime. I I can never. Well, you know that's just the ego again. If you if you question one, it shifts all the others to some extent. If you just do the next one, it shifts all the others behind that to some extent, until your life becomes you know a more enlightened life, is a happier life, a clearer life. Um, It's it's our birthright. Freedom is our birthright. Freedom is our birthright. And it seems to be a big motif in why we even pursue the work for happiness. How would you actually define freedom? Well, uh, to love everything you think. Oh, wow. Because to love everything you think is to love everyone you see and everything you see. Yes. Oh. It's our nature and it's everything. And it's, it's, it's what every... It's what it's it's what the egos poor little poor little lost thing is it's just coming up against all the time and it's ultimately gonna lose and so it's terrified. It's coming out with all kinds of little tricks and <laughs> it is. But, but that's know, not us. Yeah, Our nature is to love it all, true. love everything we think. Oh my gosh, that is yeah. the best definition of freedom. Wow. So just- Put that little ego on paper as it arises, and, <laughs> and question question it, and it starts. It becomes very still eventually. It does. Oh, yeah. It it it, join, it, it finds a mind at home in it, in itself, and um, it finds a mind at home with itself, and and then that's the end of it. It just all turned out to be a a joke. <laughs> that was nonsense, ego. That was nonsense, mean girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, and it's it's um it's it's 
you know, we want to believe that, but I invite the world to test it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Raquel, thank you so much for what you do in the world. And, and your integrity just blows my mind too, by the way, the way you can just, just, just be real and, and, and just offer that so freely. And, you know, it's, it's like, here we are, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we're all working on it. We're all working on it daily. <laughs> like, wow, that, that, wow. I am holding my heart again, and I have the major goosebumps. I'm so honored right now. Oh, I want to get oh, to know more you. of actually the goddess behind you, if you don't mind doing like some quick rapid fire-ish questions. Are you perhaps in? Uh, James, you have time? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Um, morning or night person? Oh gosh! Uh, oh, I you know if I had to choose, I'd say morning. Oh yes, me too. And then, what's your morning routine like? Oh, the morning walk. I oh, yeah. love my morning walk. Love walking. I love, love, love it. And then I take some um, in in meditation. I just don't miss that. Just getting still in myself. But it doesn't. It's something I do on the walk as well. So you can take meditation anywhere, anytime oh, yeah. with you. And um, and then I I drink a, um, a a quick breakfast. It's like a a green little package. I throw in a quart jar, and then and that takes care of my water and my nutrients. My, yeah, whatever it does, mm-hmm. it, it works for me. Good, and I'm grateful. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, and then I uh, come talk to you um, <laughs> and meet James in the studio. That is beautiful. And do you have a writing routine? <sighs> no, I don't. I don't. Um, I I don't. You just let it flow. Um, How about favorite city in the world? Oh my gosh, it's always the one I'm in. Oh, of course, you would say that. It's just mm-hmm. it, it, it. Well, it just has to be mm-hmm. because everything else is um, just an image in my head. So um, it's it's. You know, my favorite city in the world would have to be right here in Little Ojai. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Not comparing it with with a with a city. Yeah, just if you if you know if I were in London with you, it would have to be the same answer. <laughs> I love what is. So. I love that answer. Um, are you currently reading any books? Uh, gosh, no. No. Gosh, no. Huh. That's so, that's so more than fine because (laughs) I feel like you just observe life and it just, it's gifted to you, whatever you see life to be instead of seek it, the answer. Yeah, because there's so much of that, whether we're, um, if we never lost our, if we never left our homes uh, and went out uh, when we love our, when we love what we're there with, our minds, then you know, our minds take us everywhere in the world. They are, it, our minds create the world. So it's not a little thing that we're sitting in. Yeah. Wow. Define love. The absence of an opposite. Mm. The, the absence of the, the opposite of, any, of anything else. Yes. Wow. All right. Two last questions that are pretty short. The universe gave you free billboards to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world for everyone to see. What would these billboards read? 
I think they'd be blank. <laughs> wow. And why? Well, no matter what words are on there, we all project a meaning onto it. So that's what we're left with. Katie, you give me chills. <laughs> And then this is the last question I ask all the Euromagic guests. How would you advise the Euromagic listeners to create their own magic? To be true to themselves and to understand what that is, to question anything less than beautiful. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.